Hello lovely people, my name is Frankie and thank you for joining me for another great conversation on this episode of the Speak Love or Listening podcast. Um, today I speak with Jonathan, uh, better known as Simple to his uh, St. Lucian friends or family I guess. Um, yeah, we talk about the power of positivity. So something to note for this podcast guys is that i'm speaking to simple and he's not in the same room with me he's actually in a different country and it's not saint lucia um i think it's cuba i'm not sure he does mention it at the beginning of our conversation but he is in a hall and there are other people there so we kind of do get feedback from the other people um being in that hall so i think the conversation is um quite clear for the circumstance at hand um, but yeah, just thought I'd give you guys a heads up. And you know I got my questions lined up for him. So so let's hear his answers to the questions I have lined up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi. You know, Hi everyone. Introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Jonathan from Korea. Uh-huh. And- <laughs> I'm known as Simple. Yeah. <laughs> That's all? <laughs> well... I'm currently a dentistry student in Cuba. Nice. I love sports. Mm-hmm. I'm a positive guy. I believe in positivity and positive thinking. Hence this episode. True, true. So, what did you try to do free affirmations? Well, mm-hmm. I'll be as honest as possible. Uh-huh. I used to do affirmations a lot more before. But... but I don't really practice them as much, but time and time again, they pop up in my head. So I guess I do it to a certain extent. Okay, I can give three of them. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. It, it might what? sound like... It might, it sound, might sound like... Much. <laughs> like cocky-ish. <laughs> no, I mean, it is what it is. True, okay. Huh? One of them is that um, I'm a badass. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't need any luck, so I make my own. Uh-huh. Uh, another would be I am going to be the change that everyone seeks today. I like that. And uh, the last one would be. You are your happiness. Live it. Okay, quoted by Simple. Okay, all right. So thank you very much because I've never. Every time I do an episode with somebody, hearing their affirmations is really shocking. But it's nice. It, it, I feel like it kind of defines you, anyways. So you're a badass, Simple. A real one. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's get for these questions because there are so many questions. Uh, we're trying to, we're gonna try and do eight questions, and um, I'm gonna ask you them. But if you feel like you want my input, then you tell me, like you ask me what I think or something. But I think this is all, it's gonna be all you. you okay with that? Wow, so you're actually interrogating okay, me. Okay. <laughs> It is a conversation, okay. You can ask me my my, um, my views, however, I don't... I mean, I am a positive person, but 
talking about positivity i don't know let's see let's go along with it okay no problem all right so number one happiness can't be learned or learned would you agree with this statement i agree 100 percent i i came across a, a quote which says that happiness shouldn't be pursued it must ensue well basically to me it means that you shouldn't be going out there looking for happiness or trying to say oh how do you be happy it won't be genuine and it is better to like build your life around things you love doing things that just naturally make you happy for example for me i love playing football so i won't I won't go out there any any day and say, okay, I need to be happy, I need to be happy, I need to have it. I just do stuff that's natural to me, make me feel comfortable, and boom, happiness arrives. I don't say, <laughs> I'm not like isolate certain points in the day and say, oh, at that point you were happy. No, I just live my life, do things I love, be genuine, and happiness comes. So I don't think it's something that you could actually learn. You just have to be honest with yourself and do stuff that you enjoy doing. And yeah, it will come through. I don't think anybody goes around saying, oh, I'm looking for happiness. I feel like it's more like trying to understand your feelings of, is this really happiness or is it just uh, like a temporary thing? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, like, I guess. Because nobody's actually like going out, like knocking on somebody's door. It's like, ah, I'm looking for happiness. Is it there? Like, <laughs> nobody's but, doing that. But many people but what, so they're looking what for things that make them happy. But it's just so hard. It's like it's harder to to actually look for things and to say, oh, this is actually what makes me happy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I, I totally. Kind of. But at the same time. Like, it's the same thing, they go looking for it too much, and usually it's right in front of you. Like, you don't even have to go and say, well, I'm unhappy and unhappy. Most of the time, you know the song, the simple things that are your blessings? Yeah. Well, and it's, in, and it's in these blessings that you actually find your happiness. Simple things like you could do every day, but we just look for extra because it might be i might be going off a tangent here but if we look at others lives and we compare their lives to ours we often say that you know i want to be as happy as that person we're always comparing and is within that that's where we find the problem and then usually we say we're unhappy because we our lives are not like other person's lives so that's how i see I mean, I think everybody just acknowledges that as contentment. Like, you know, I have, like, we do take a lot of things for granted, but it's like we're separating contentment from happiness when the two are kind of linked, actually. True. So, that's what it is, and everybody's just (laughs) trying to find this happiness because they really are truly comparing, as you said, um, other people's happiness and trying to attain that thinking that it would be it will get them happy when they don't even know if the person that's showing all this is actually truly happy exactly so it's like a cycle (laughs) definitely a cycle 
But number two, though, um, mm-hmm. what do you believe to be true of positive thinking? What are your views on it? To me, positive thinking is like we always have the potential to think positively. I often use like the analogy of an atom, right? An atom has uh, a nucleus. What is that? Yes, I have to add my friends, but so the the nucleus is positive and around it are floating electrons in different orbitals, right? So deep down within I believe that we are positive people. We are positive beings but it just it just takes up the time to no, it just takes our own investment towards trying to express that positivity. Because the negativity will always be around. Always be around. And most of the times the negativity is our brain's old default default settings to try to, you know, um, protect us uh, from different things. Because our brains to me <laughs> we're limited to a certain extent. Because with all the negativity going around in our lives, yeah. right? I've been rude that you know what. Okay, I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> like I was saying, our brain naturally it, tr- it tries to protect us, right? And mm-hmm. within protecting us, like we pick up so many negative thoughts all around. So it's like, don't do that because you might get hurt. Don't do that because you might not reap the rewards. Don't do that. It's always don't, don't, because our brains are scared that, you know? If we go ahead and do it, we might go through depression, you know, we might feel bad. But yeah. at the end of the day, if we dig deep and say, okay, let's weigh the positive against the negatives, right? Mm-hmm. If I overcome these negative thoughts, what is there for me at the end of the tunnel? I could gain so much more from just going that little inch beyond what my brain is actually thinking at this point in time. So I just think that we have that positive spark inside of us with the negative, you know, revolving all around. So it just takes that little trigger mm-hmm. for us to, you know, dig deep and make that move against the negative to really show our true positive life. I think I think um, people who are not in favor of positive thinking um, mm. just choose not to acknowledge it as much as people who are for positive thinking. Because um, the reason why positive thinking is a thing is because uh, as we grow up, we become so much more aware of our surroundings and things, and you know, we have opinions in our minds. We have other people's opinions thinking of. So, like, we're always comparing or always thinking. Whereas, like, why, why we were ex- most of us, I'd say, uh, were happy as a child, right? But it's because we have grown and we've learned so much that it's like, damn, like it's so hard to focus on the simple the simple little things of life like the simplistic things that actually did make us happy 
when we didn't have all these worries before in life. So I yeah. think the pro- our problem is just acknowledging, you know, the good parts and giving it the credit it is due. I mean, it's it it's it's fair enough to think of the bad things and the good things as well, you know, because they'll always be there, good things and things, good things oh. and bad things are always gonna be around. So why not give praise to the the good things better than the the bad things? I agree with you, one hundred percent. Like we don't, oftentimes we just overlook the little good that we have going for us, and then it's because like we just usually on a day to day basis just go through the notion, you know, something pops up, we just like, well, there's a little good in it, but we say, nah, that's just a little a little success in life. We we choose not to take it for what it is, make it the highlight of our days, you know. We but if something bad happens in that day, oh my god! Your power, If you know what happened to me today, they're gonna never tell you. Why win the lottery? Yeah, they're gonna tell you a good thing. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we learned that, but we all do it. Okay. Number three, uh, are you aware of any science or research behind the power of positive thinking? Uh, well, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I came across one or two things with regards to the benefits of positive thinking, and like. You know, like there is a plethora of good things that could come from positive thinking, and it is what you would expect from thinking positively. Because each and every one of us, we are aware of what we could gain from being positive. Well, I would say the majority, those who believe in it. So the majority of us, like, we know what. It come out from positive thinking, and much of the research that I have come across, it speaks about like you know, um, questionnaires and stuff like that. But I believe, like for me as a living example, mm-hmm. or or you as an example, mm-hmm. we could learn a, a little bit more by talking to people you know, interchanging about positivity than what research has. Because sometimes the research can be good, but like the the set of people that they use or some of the variables that be so far-fetched, it's far from our society, you know, the systems that we live in. But if it's someone, you know, you grew up with, like someone you're close to, a good friend, it's mm. easier to get better takeaway points from that kind of interaction rather than research. That's what that's how I see. But yeah, there there are so many good things that come out of the research mm. and the benefits we should well for those of us who who haven't you know read about positivity, the research could give you a guidance as to what you could gain from it the practices you should um, add to your life that would lead you towards that positive sort of life 
but we should also complement that with you know simple interactions with people around us. Do you think it's um? It's, this is not a question. This is just me thinking <laughs> from your response. Do you think that it's easier to be a positive person to people you don't know than to people that you're closer to? To me, yeah, it's easier to be positive to that new person. To me, yeah, yeah, for me too. <laughs> no, for, for like you, you said I was a positive person, and I get that a lot. And I've never thought of myself as a positive person. I feel like I'm just a easygoing person. Um, but I can understand why people would see me as positive. However, I feel like I'm not as positive with people that I'm actually close to. Because I feel like these are the people that actually trust with my problems, so I'll actually tell them my problems. Yeah, yeah. So they may not necessarily see me as a positive person all the time, but I guess majority of the time they'll see me as a positive person. It's just a tricky thing, and I don't know why we actually do that. Like, we're so positive to people that we don't know, and then people that we do know is like, here's <laughs> my problems, here's all the stress yeah. I've been through. No, very, very interesting. Because, don't like, you do it? I, yes, yes. That it the same goal for me. But I do try sometimes, like person within my circle, to, you know, try to let them know more about positivity. Try to, you know, give them a little thing, a little oomph. <laughs> I don't do you know do it? Do you do it out of the blue? Do you do it out of the blue, or do you do it when they go in for a bad time? Not out of the blue for sure. Not out of the blue, but no. more so when you're going through a bad time. Yeah, more I, when you're going through a bad time. But I feel like people don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> like when randomly. No, like if somebody comes to you about their problems, right? And yeah. then you say, "Don't worry, father. Like you go be good. Like you all good. You positive. You this, you that." It's like, "Oi, oi, oi! What are you telling me? I'm talking about my problems. Uh, well, gonna be fine. Like, I, we understand that it's gonna be fine. Yeah, but right now I'm, I'm crying. Like, I, I'm, I'm really not feeling yeah. great. You're telling me this doesn't help me. Like some, I mean, for some people it does work. Like I feel like for me, my type of personality. Like if I'm going through something and somebody tells me, "Oh, it's gonna work out." That works for me, but some people actually want you to sympathize with them and tell them, like, you know, eh, this is whatever and that is that. So it really depends on the person, I guess. Exactly. Sometimes I'm usually a traitor, not all the time. Depends on the person that I'm um, talking to. So um, I'll be like, I'll assess the situation, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll tell them, you know, the negative then the positive and most times I'll try to give practical advice rather than you know just giving them vague responses yeah yeah I think it's the vague responses that really doesn't help people at all not at all and because I usually put myself in their shoes yeah true like imagine for example Mm. if I like I fell off a horse or something. <laughs> that is such, no, that's such a stupid. Uh, come back again. We don't come again with that example. <laughs> that, that's not okay. an example. Okay. Of, okay. of horse. <laughs> okay, a recent breakup. Mm. Something that's more relatable. Okay. Uh, yes. The personal. <laughs> imagine someone comes stepping 
second opinion saying like um well they are they just <laughs> broke up of, yeah mm. they, are, they are hundreds of fishes in the sea <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I'm saying that if I'm in the person's shoes mm. and if someone was approaching me as the person who is hurting, mm. how I would feel in the situation. Like, okay. I wouldn't want somebody to tell me, you know, um, well, life goes on. We need to learn. I wouldn't want the person to tell me something like that. It's true, it, like that's the reality. Yeah. But something that's more engineered for my situation. I well, the person could at least try. Or <laughs> all right. Or, or like based on their experiences, mm-hmm. they could tell me, well, you know, when I went through this bad breakup, I did this and this, and then gradually, you know, I got better. Yeah. Is it something like that? Mm-hmm. To work out this Instead of the attempted positivity. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? I guess. Alright. So the next question is Um, are you are you aware of the law of attraction? And would you associate it as so wow, what happened to my words? <laughs> Would you associate it with positive thinking? The law of attraction. Yeah, LOA. <laughs> Would I associate it with positive thinking? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Why? That's what. That's your follow-up question, right? Oh uh, yeah, kind of, most definitely. At least I have Yes, there's a why. There's a why. What's the why? Okay, um, it's, when you think of it, the law of attraction, you usually try to get stuff into your life mm-hmm. and add stuff into your life. And a normal person would not want to add negative things into their life. A normal person. So, <laughs> a normal person. Okay. Yeah, because you know they have the odd the odd people out that would you know just want bad things from to them. But yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you ever met one of those? Um no but I I know, you know, you know, know they, they, they exist. <laughs> yeah, but um the law of attraction is something that I believe in. Right, but you need to think positively to actually put that law into practice. Because if you if you not if you thinking negatively, like I think like the law really stands. Like they should have an, another law just for negative thinking, <laughs> but not over traction. What? <laughs> <laughs> I like attraction. I have to link positivity to attraction in that case. And in my uh, case, for example, um, I usually think of my my long term goals, and I think of me achieving them. Well, that's me being positive in that case. So 
whatever way I look at um, the law of attraction, it has to involve like being positive, wanting something good for your life. And I was watching, I don't know if you see it, some law of attraction um, series on Netflix. Or is it a documentary? Oh, really? I've never heard of that actually. Yeah, I can't remember the exact name, but it's on Netflix. Hmm. And it, it, it speaks of like, you know, different ways you could add things into your life. Sometimes you don't even have to be like having deep thoughts, deep long positive thoughts. It could be through your actions. For example, if you want a job or something, right? You take the first step is, you know, think about it, do the application. But another um, aspect would be, you know, putting yourself in the field and mingling with different persons who might have links to you know, the human resource manager. So to me, through action, you could also move or behave positively, and that then would lead to you attracting good things into your life. So it's more than just thinking positively, but mm-hmm. acting positively. That's right. I thought of two things whilst you were saying that. Uh, it's one, how would a Christian look at it? Like a Christian perspective? <laughs> it would be like, you know the saying that um, do your part and God will do the rest? Yeah. That's, I feel like that's the perfect way to explain the law of attraction to a Christian or somebody who really believes in um, God or like goes to church or stuff like that. Somebody who is a heavy Christian. Um, and secondly, have you ever heard of the people that say okay law of attraction you are what you think or you are what you believe um yes till they find bad things happening in their life <laughs> what do you think of that some people say like okay okay i'll try this law of attraction and they, they try and hard boy they try and hard i don't know what they try mm-hmm. but they feel like yeah. things happen and they say wow this is like is this a reflection of my like is this a reflection of me you know like people i feel like there's a there's kind of a a climax to actually getting what you want in life um where there's a point where you feel like things just tumbling down on you and you're like what is this really what i'm I'm trying to attract like is this like what am i doing like it's a, a a really fuzzy point in in time when you're trying to get something and you feel like everything working against you but sometimes at that very point when everything is testing you and coming back at you that's when you have to push harder for you to actually get what you want and it might not be how exactly you wanted it but at least you got it at the end of the day (laughs) yeah the path is tricky that's my only critique on the law of attraction and how people you know take it and understand it i think you know positive thinking and you know attracting stuff into your life it starts with your mind right because your mind controls your body your actions likewise for people who are christian Mm -hmm. and you know they believe in in god yeah but without doing anything just thinking mm-hmm. in isolation it could get you 
you know close enough to goals or mm-hmm. make a, making a difference in your life but mm-hmm. i i believe that you have to take some sort of action to mm-hmm. really see the true you know the true positivity the true worth of your thoughts because yeah yeah because most if you sit down there nothing's gonna come to you like most times i feel like some people you tell them about the law of attraction is it okay i just sit down i go right i want this i'll think i want that and that's all they want to do you and know boom. they just sit down there and boom it coming <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if, if they expect like a genie to pop out of nowhere and just <laughs> that's so true (laughs) but yeah you definitely have to put your do your part and that doesn't even only count for law of attraction that just in life like anything you can't just sit there and be like um nonchalant and, and 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 expect things to come to you you have to do your part somehow um yeah. to, you know what? The two work hand in hand. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we only have question five, but I feel like we're doing good, you know. Question <laughs> <laughs> five is how do you practice or implement positive thinking in your life? In your life. Currently, how you used to? In my life. Mm-hmm. What, should, what do you do? Since you're such a big advocate I... <laughs> Well, first of all, I practice mindfulness through meditation. Ah, okay, okay. So, being mindful, it's basically, you know, being aware Mm. of your thoughts at certain periods of time. So, if you're walking along the road and you happen to, you know, pass under a scaffold or whatever mm-hmm. some people their natural instinct is to think like oh what if that scaffold falls on my head you know what people think of that like <laughs> <laughs> well you know some some people or yeah. it might not be the dominant thought but like it'll be like just looking in your in your in your mind you'll be like what if that bad thing that bad thing happens to me or what if uh, that car splashes water on me or something like that usually what i do (laughs) because i meditate a lot Mm -hmm. i'm usually aware of certain thoughts so like when i um, enter a negative situation. Mm-hmm. The first thing I would do is that I would, you know, say, okay, this is the negative that I could get from this, mm-hmm. and this is the positive. So I usually just dissect and analyze the situation immediately. So, mm-hmm. but it is not. So <laughs> 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 Huh? So much. But also, but okay, it it is it is it is difficult. It is challenging because Uh, do you practice meditation? I try. So I used to do it um, like earlier this year. 
I would try to like do it early in the morning and I kind of fell off the bench in end of July August because so I actually had my mom visiting and I tried to implement that with her and I mean we did it for like a couple weeks but for her it was just so hard because my mom's my mom worries a lot and that time for meditation yeah yeah but at the same time I feel like my mother worries a lot about a lot of unnecessary things that I wouldn't worry about and so that time instead of it being uh, a time for her to just like clear her mind it it was more of a time for thoughts to come in and so it was more challenging for her you get what i'm saying so yeah, since yeah. sitting I... in silence is like you think about everything that you have to do want to do and i sometimes fall into that trap as well but i think yeah. i've trained my mind enough to like just let it go by like you know uh, but it, it is challenging for people like that it is, it is because there are different forms of meditation yeah. and you know the thing about when you're meditating you just like give control to your brain and all your thoughts so it's like thought vomit thought vomit like anything just runs through your mind and that's usually your you know your subconscious working your subconscious at work like i see the subconscious as your personal secretary so like you go through a day you know or weeks of doing certain actions you you might not be aware of these actions but your your subconscious would be noting them down like a secretary and then once it gets the chance it just sends it all back at you so when when meditating that's what usually happens like you get that free time so your subconscious is like okay you've been thinking about that a lot let me send it back up there yeah so it is very challenging yeah. it takes like a lot of discipline to try to be mindful and aware of you know just just life so yeah. what i do like before i was a lot more strict with my meditation mm-hmm. i used to be like get up 10 minutes um i would do two types i would do like the your body it's all like something with your body the like body scan like, yeah your body scan and the other one would be the breathing mm-hmm. but yeah i i like said i lost it but it's become sort of natural to me to a certain extent so because i practice it i practice it for so many weeks and months like most times i would just sit down and i've adopted i've adopted a new type of meditation so i'll just stay at something probably a tree I'll blank my blank out my mind and just focus on that tree. Yeah. Focus on the you know the leaves. Mm-hmm. That the sounds leaves. like yoga. <laughs> yeah, that's it's what exactly. I do for yoga. Like when I'm trying to hold a, a really hard pose, yeah. I focus on something. However, because I'm focusing so hard on what I am focusing on. It it makes me lose track of my breathing. So 
it's kind of like a, a really conflicted thing to try whilst you was doing yoga but it does work if you want to focus for sure <laughs> yeah it, it helps me focus and since i do it when i'm not doing yoga my brain is usually natural have you, have you ever tried visualizations Uh, not really. That one hard day. That one day is hard. Have you? Uh, yes, I have, and I feel like it. It makes the front of my head really heavy. I have no idea why. So what do you usually visualize? Well, because when you when you do visualizations for meditation, I kind of use the guided ones, the guided visualizations. And so they're asking you, like they like they prompt you to do different things, like think of yourself walking through this, or think of yourself in a house and look at this wall and do these types of things. Like it's really hard because I, I I tend to be very indecisive sometimes, which is something I definitely have to work on. But because I'm I'm so focused on what I, I'm I'm trying to choose what I want to look like, the house to look like. Or what color I want it. Like you know, I'm focused on the wrong things, um, and so I lose focus in the meditation because I'm focusing on the ridiculous little things, which is oh. how my life is as well. I focus on ridiculous little things and get distracted. Oh, wow. Okay, you get what I'm saying? But it is yeah, actually really hard. I well, I think I'll I'll have to try. Try. Yeah, you try it. You tell me how how it works okay. for you. But no yeah, I need, I need to get back on track with my my meditation. I used to have a routine, um, but that, that's when I worked another job when I had a set time. But the new job that I work now, um, my schedule always changes, so it's not like I can always wake up at this time. And I, I try, I'm trying my best to try and fix a schedule for myself, regardless of my schedule, my work schedule being hectic. Um, yeah. But it, it is challenging. Um, trying to figure it out. Can you could you know try to fit something in, but probably not something that requires that much discipline, but a simple type of meditation that will just get you to focus and just be aware of yeah. stuff around you. Probably yeah, that's the tone for the day. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That was a good, like a good, a good answer for that nice question. <laughs> Um, the next one is: What do you understand of the term toxic positivity? Toxic positivity. Positivity. Yeah. Trends. So I guess it's just mm-hmm. encouraging, like really, like really emphasizing blocking off negative emotions, like not acknowledging anything that is negative. Yeah. It's hard to define. <laughs> I I yeah I kind of understand. You do. What they mean by Explain. yeah by, by toxic positivity is basically like trying to suppress mm-hmm. all negativity in your life and you know replace it with something positive. And to a, to the extent that it actually affects your life, not for the good though, because there is. A balance between, you know, negative and positive, well, the yin yang. Mm-hmm. So, toxic positivity to me is like disregarding all negative things. So, say, okay, 
for example um that that kind of exists you know negativity what's that is that mm-hmm. even a word sure it's like that and you're like um overly optimistic so yeah. every day you're like nah nah that can't be possible no. <laughs> <laughs> There's black magic everything. Good vibes only. Everything that happened. Good vibes only. Yeah, good it's vibes, like good it's like throwing a sarcastic comment at a real situation and not addressing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. I couldn't. I wasn't really sure about toxic positivity mm. because I feel like it's kind of blurred sometimes because there's this this phrase that when you tell somebody, "Oh, you'll get over it." I mean, it's kind of a harsh. <laughs> It's hard yeah. to see, but it's like you know, like maybe sometimes people just don't even know what to say. You know, they don't want to be harsh or they don't want to be uh, depressing, so that's the only thing they can do. Um, true, so true. I think I don't think most people are actually intentionally toxic. Toxic. Um, I don't think they're intentionally um, practicing toxic positivity. It's just that it's awkward for them in situations to address something. It's like. That guy not saying anything when a girl has spilled her heart to to, to her to him. <laughs> That's what toxic positivity is. <laughs> no, but I find like you think that like the best thing to describe these kind of situations, like toxic positivity. Like I I find like they usually just use random terms to describe certain situations. What do you call it? Uh, over, being overly optimistic. <laughs> well, I get that they're trying to say that, you know, being overly optimistic, yeah, some, there is bad to it. So if you only look at the bright side, yeah. well, slowly, yeah, the dark side could actually take over your life, you know. Your problems. Ah, I have a good example. What about <laughs> procrastination? <laughs> procrastination. What does that mean? I think like it. Well, usually when you procrastinate. Okay, maybe that might it might not be the best. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> because there's nothing positive that you could. Yeah, because I think something. Toxic positivity is more or less really not acknowledging that the person has emotions or that the person is expressing themselves and they want to be heard. Like it doesn't. It, toxic positivity doesn't make you feel heard. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we're very. How do you say it? Some of us like to express ourselves. Some of us don't. However, we do find um, out our type of way to express ourselves we do want people to understand and accept how we are expressing ourselves do you get what i'm saying yeah, like, yeah. Like, is, is able to voice their opinions but they might do it in a different way or they might show their, their emotion in a different way and you being toxic um you being a toxic positive positive person is just uh, slapping their face like you're not acknowledging what they're saying or yes, acknowledging yes. the effort or acknowledging you know 
what they're trying to do. It's just like, okay, yeah, you're doing that. It's not anything big when the person is clearly crying out for some sort of validation. Oh, or something. Yeah. yeah. I get it because the person would be, like you were saying, speaking about the situation mm. and then maybe it might be the case that, you know, the person is not trying to understand yeah or don't even care yeah don't yeah they don't care so they're just like you know dismiss it yeah yeah. that part you know toxic positivity is very dismissive which goes into our second the next question which Uh is would you agree that positive thinking leaves things unresolved and suppresses negative thoughts yes it does you agree that positive thinking leaves things unresolved and suppresses negative thoughts? Oh, I thought he was willing to talk more than <laughs> Oh, Sorry. no. Yeah, but that's what, positive, that's what toxic positivity does, so... Yeah, yeah. Okay, now to the question. Yes. Um... Let me see. But see, it goes... No, no, no. I, I I have it, mm-hmm. but I think it slightly does. It can. It has the the potential. Mm-hmm. It has the potential because when you've been positive, very positive, you have no other option but to suppress some negative thoughts. If you get what I'm saying, because yeah. sometimes <clears throat> sometimes you know you're aware of the negative. But because the positive is worth so much more to you, usually it says, well, in that in that situation, I'll be positive and then I'll reap the reward. Mm-hmm. So I think it can it can suppress negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. But in terms of leaving things unresolved, it it depends on the person and the situation yeah because some people need a lot more help than just thinking positively okay because, yeah you try to be positive very 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 positive and the situation that you've been um, neglecting will just keep on popping up again popping up again popping up again yeah so it's definitely not a resolution like it's not helping it's temporary exactly so if it's a big big problem Mm -hmm. that sometimes you actually need help to solve i don't think you could like get over that hurdle with just thinking but i would like to intertwine awareness into that question again because mm-hmm. you have to be aware and mindful of the situation and be honest with yourself yeah because in any given situation yeah you can be positive mm-hmm. but if it's something overwhelming that you you know that deep down inside you will not be able to overcome it by just thinking good thoughts every day about it yeah just have to get some professional help or you know speak to someone about it that's true <laughs> that is so true <laughs> yeah. never thought of it that way and the last question 
<laughs> How would you deal with a friend who comes seeking and support in a tough personal situation where they feel like negative thoughts haunt them? Ooh. Wow. Wow, you, you put me on the spot. Really? So you've never had to deal with a friend who has come to you seeking help? Yes, I have, but... Okay. How did you feel that? Well, if, like, it kind of links to what I was saying mm-hmm. um, earlier about, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. And you, as the person giving advice, you have mm-hmm. to know your limits. Because I remember I was a pay counselor before and so, and then we were given we were given limits, okay? So mm-hmm. if uh, if somebody comes around with a re- waving a red flag, mm-hmm. you would know that you know that situation beyond your it's over, yeah, it's beyond mm-hmm. my control. It's over my head, and I might be able to help to a certain extent. But that's just adding a band-aid over the show. We're not healing that person. So, negative thoughts and haunt, because (laughs) that word haunt is a very, (laughs) a very spooky word. Get it? Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Get it. So, when when we deal with stuff that keeps on coming, 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 and you're trying to help that person the person comes to you once in the situation okay mm. fine then a couple months down the line they come to you again but that situation has evolved okay so it's not it's not only about you know um um jack always talking bad about francine mm. the second time it will be that jack has you know written letters to certain people to certain, <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's just on another level yeah escalated yeah, yeah it has escalated so much that you have to that's one thing you have to be honest with the person that you're dealing with especially if it's regardless of who it is your friend even your enemy <laughs> you, have, <laughs> you have to be real with that person yeah. And let them know, like, hey, what have you been doing, you know, to try to um, resolve that problem that you have? If you realize that you try an affirmation, you've been positive, you're meditating, you're exercising, a month, month has gone, have gone by, and then it's the same, the same, the same. Yeah, I would try to. Um, Ask that person to seek medi- um, hey, medical, sorry, <laughs> professional. Sorry, uh, yeah. But like then, so, okay, mm-hmm. have you ever had somebody that is depressed come to you? Yes. And how yeah, did you feel that situation? At first, you know, I tried different, you know, different techniques that I, I have used before. Like, <laughs> like you know, finding hobbies, finding mm-hmm. stuff that would make you feel good. Finding, you know, because there are there are certain things that you do and you would 
feel good in the moment, but something that will make you feel good and you want to repeat, 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 repeat. And I often say something you wouldn't mind doing without getting paid. That thing. Okay, so something somewhat like a passion. Yeah. So the passion is about with finding that passion. What it does is that automatically you become happy because usually when you put in a passion, happiness is around because you like to be around these things. You like to you know interact with yeah. what in your environment that relates to that that one thing. So I would try to like tell a person get something that you're really passionate about. And then if the person is like, you know, I don't like doing certain things, mm-hmm. you know, I try to go um go through a list with them, you know. Wow. If if you you're a sports person, you like music, you like to dance and whatnot. If the person still says that like no, 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 I usually try to speak about, you know, what's that one thing like when you were younger, you loved doing it so much. You'd always have your parents to, you know, take you to that place. And getting down to, like, the core of, you know, what keeps that person going, Mm. usually helps with regards to, you know, eliminating certain negative thoughts. So it can help with that regard, but also if it's, like, beyond control yeah like what if the person is calling you in the situation right now crying uncontrollably don't know what to do they see they're feeling whatever type of way how like how do you help somebody like that because i i was facing a situation like that and i myself was scared i was like holy like i have no idea what to do who do i turn to i started googling like resources like how you know like i just i felt so helpless yeah, we uh, talk, that... talk a lot about mental health. However, mm. like we never talk about getting help for the person who wants to help. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> the, it makes sense though because it's not like somebody who is depressed or who is like really going through it is gonna come and put their hands up and say, "Hey, I'm depressed. Give me help." You know, they're gonna go to somebody that they kind of trust or have some kind of rapport with, mm-hmm. and then that person needs to know how to cope or deal with that situation and most times they're not like you know it's gonna put them in a panic because this person is important to them and they don't know what to do because they see that the person is on the verge of probably killing themselves what the hell do you do yo i think that's like a very (laughs) very sticky situation yeah and like i personally (laughs) don't even know i would you know, I would try to go through like basic things that that will try to alleviate the problem, like interview. Like at the moment, try to see how I could just probably diffuse that situation and in turn seek advice from somebody, probably somebody I know that is a professional and you know, they have experience with such patients or take it on my own. Because usually, sometimes you could tell, I would say, no, Francine, go, go to, go seek um, professional help. Mm. And you wouldn't want to because, you know, oh you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Mm. Or 
you'll have that pride and whatnot. So yeah. I would try to take it on my own since it's my friend. So I would defuse the situation mm-hmm. and then go to that person, right? And then if possible, I would, you know, schedule an appointment on behalf of that person and probably go with them. It hasn't happened as yet, but that's the only thing I could think of. You want to see what I did? Uh-huh. I just listened. I listened while I, I, I silently Googled stuff to do. <laughs> I listened because there's nothing I could have done. And it was just, it was really kind of heartbreaking for me because I, I hate feeling helpless. It's like, it's, it's definitely what I hate, hate. I hate being in a situation where I cannot help. And it's just, it's really hard. And I feel like that's what doctors feel like when they've come upon like a really terminal illness for a patient and they, they really just, they, they, they don't know what to do. You know, it's, it really is a hard feeling. And I, I just, I, I could do nothing but listen and be there, be present because I had nothing. Now, no so resources. Actually, I Googled hotline, but then it would uh, be a person that has to, like, you have to, how do you approach them and tell them, okay, like, can you call this? Like, you know, it, it's so, like, me putting her off to somebody is still tough at the end of the day because I don't know if she's actually going to do it. Exactly. You know? So it's like, what what do I do? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> so what what became of that person? Are they better now? Yeah, they they're good. They're good. Um and they really just appreciated that I was there. So being present does help, most definitely. Very good. Being and present sometimes just listening. When these things come about, like you just have to shut out like the other aspects of your life temporarily and just you know be there for that person because you'll find it it might be strange that you know it's on whatsapp you're texting the person but you have so many other conversations Mm -hmm. open and then you're like going scrolling through conversations and then when it's time for you to respond or say something like you completely lost you know you know the situation like it's so so far beyond you. I know. You don't want to open the conversation because yeah. when you're going for WhatsApp, you see in a little blue circle 10, like 10, <laughs> 10 messages from that one person. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it, is, it is tricky, but I hope we do find a, a place, not a place, but um, a point where we most people are aware of uh, mental health issues and we know how to deal with it because you know it, it it really is a tricky situation to be in when somebody has come to you it's like you're, it's like you're the appointed god because it's you that they come for help you know so you it's it's good to know what to do in these situations but but the thing about these situations is that like it's not even a one size fits all. It's like mm-hmm. so specific. Mm-hmm. So like you might get training right? yeah. on certain issues, you know, depression or whatnot. Yeah. But boom, it the person who comes to you might be, you know, 
the person might have you know a rope in their hand about to hang themselves you know <laughs> like there are so many different situations like i don't know <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough it is tough yeah. This stuff, but it's 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 cool. It's cool because um, I feel like if we're all actually trying to help our help ourselves, once we help, once we know how to help ourselves, we'll learn how to help others. Because you you are able to see different perspectives and put yourself in the person's shoes, and we'll do what you 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 would do what you would um want for yourself first, and if that doesn't work, you always try another 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 way because you've been through all these different methods trying to yeah. find something that works for you you get what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. So that's what you then again you always have to treat or try to treat people how how you want to how you'd want someone to treat you so mm-hmm. yeah yeah most definitely but yeah, we've come to the, the end of our eight questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we battle. That was, that was cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much Very, for doing this. It's my pleasure. It was my pleasure. <laughs> it will be my, my pleasure. pleasure. <laughs> I plan on I plan on doing another episode once I get, you know. All right. Uh, Looking forward to it. Okay. So, um, actually, I'll just uh, stop going to follow you. Follow me? <laughs> yes, you don't be able to follow you? <laughs> yes, I do. You could follow me on Instagram. Uh, Instagram. At, <laughs> at I am simple. I A M S Y M P O on Twitter. At I am simple, the same. And yeah, try to fo- I'll try to, you know, be a- as positive as possible. Try to share my positive genes <laughs> with anyone who, who follows me. You know, I always try to um, share good, positive content. Yeah. content. But at positive. the end of the day, we're not always positive. So it's okay. Yeah, if, if if you you feel to to do that sometimes you know yeah, yeah. it is what it is but as long as you're making the effort to do put the good yeah, stuff yeah. out there you know we appreciate it oh thank you <laughs> and all the best is cool fam wow i'm about to hit the book now all right <laughs> I'm gonna no problem <laughs> Well, loves, we have come to the end of this week's episode on the Speak Love for Listening podcast. With me, Frankie, I'd like you to give yourself a big hug and I'd like to thank you for taking time out to listen to this podcast. I hope it helped you or resonated with you in some way. Please drop a comment, like, subscribe, or follow the podcast on social media. Tell me how you feel. You can do so on Instagram at the Speak Love Podcast, on Twitter at Speak Love Pod, or on Facebook, the Speak Love Podcast. Share it if you loved it. And thanks again for joining me on this journey. Again, this concludes this week's episode on the Speak Love for Listening podcast. I'm Frankie, and I hope you come back for more. Bazoo!